BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie Brown is doing the chop, baby. Oh, no. What is this, 1984? I just rambled for 20 minutes and deleted it. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello. Are you still there? After off-season episode 11, if you listen to that and you're still here, thank you. I'm not telling people who didn't listen to the last episode to listen to that. What I will say is that the last episode that I did was either the best thing I've ever done on a podcast or the worst thing I've ever done. It, it doesn't matter. Hello. From the Dyer Prime Pantry in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Off-season episode 12. Follow me on Instagram at UnreasonableDoubtWB. Twitter, tweeting on Twitter. Find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook, you know. Facebook page for Unreasonable Doubt. Find it, hit the blue thumb. Follow the podcast there. Podcast merch. There's a link in the show notes of this episode. Click it. Buy the merch. Basketball news. WVU basketball news. Got some things to report. First of all, without this recent news that's hot off the presses, West Virginia, if they play basketball in 2020, are scheduled to play Pitt for the last time. Two home games, two away games, and then the series would be done with Pitt. The hot news today, that's not the case anymore. After this season, again, if basketball is played, then two more seasons, they've extended the series. One away game, one home game. So more backyard basketball 
brawl in our life. And that's good. You know, I'm a fan when WVU plays Pitt. It's, you know, it's basketball. So it's not as big a deal as the WVU Pitt football game. Still a big deal. They're very close to each other. It's a rivalry. That's fun. Rivalries are fun. All right? So if basketball is still a thing in the future because of pandemic, well, I mean, pandemic would mean that basketball is not a thing in the future. But if we get past this pandemic and basketball exists, then playing pit is a good thing. I enjoyed that. I've also enjoyed that West Virginia in this in this current series is 3 and 0 versus Pitt. And that makes me very happy. And then we have this Big 12 Big East challenge. I like that. Still annoyed that West Virginia's going on the road for the Big East Big 12 challenge. That's not fair. Anyway, Pitt on the schedule after this season. We have two more. That's good. Second thing. Speaking of pandemic the ncaa said hey basketball teams you're allowed to start i'm air quoting this basketball activities on campus starting july 20th now they've made that announcement and you know during this pandemic dates are only good until they change And if you get to the date and it actually happens, then it's a thing. But before the date, what can happen is, hey, pandemic, let's move the date back or let's cancel it. But we have a date. Huggins is excited about that. That's the date right now. 12 scholarship guys, 11 11 of them, as of this recording, are enrolled. So junior college transfer Kedrian Johnson, only guy not on the roster yet, but two chances in July to get into summer school and he can join the fold. So the roster is filling out still one scholarship available to give out. And there's no back to Johnson. There's no, there's no scuttlebutt saying that he's not going to be on the team. Just not, just not enrolled like the other two guys did early. So, Huggins has one scholarship available, but he's being selective. I mean, the quotes that I'm reading are, we're talking to people, people are talking to us. You know, I like 12. (laughs) Basically, he says, you know, know, we're talking, but, you know, I like 12. And that's cool. That's cool. Now, two seniors on this season's team, if they play, Gabe and Taz – Oscar, most likely, let's all start. I don't guess you have to start right now. I'm going to put it out in the ether. Oscar, probably gone. He's two seasons and out. All right? So that's three slots plus the open scholarship slot. So that's four slots to fill. And you and I both know that it could be more than four. Somebody may have a amazing 2020-2021 season if they play basketball and might pursue playing basketball for money. 
There's also a recent streak of at least one guy every season transferring out of the program. Okay. (laughs) That's a thing. So it's cool that Huggins is being selective, but what I worry about, and let's be clear, I don't worry about it. Like life worry, like keep me up at night. Worry similar to sports. Hate. I now have to say sports worry. What I sports worry about is Bob Huggins or whoever's the coach needing a massive, a, a large class for 2021. And so in my head, the more spots you have to fill, the more guys you recruit in a recruiting class. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, in my head, the more, the more guys that join the team that have a chance to transfer out, Right. And you're saying, hey, Josh, that's unfair. Everybody deals with transfers. Sure. But let's look at WVU. Let's look at from 2016 to 2019. Let's look at those four recruiting classes. Good news, the 2020 class, (laughs) nobody's transferred out yet. All right? But let's look at these four classes. 2016, three guys in the class, one of them transferred. Magic Bender, and his name's not Magic. It's just the word that Huggins could say that's close to what his first name is, all right? 2017, four guys were in that class. Guess what? (laughs) All four transferred out, all right? Teddy Buckets, gone. D'Angelo Hunter, gone. Wesley Harris, gone. Most recently, Brandon Knapper, gone. So four guys recruited, zero guys stuck around. 2018, six guys in that class, so big class, only two transferred, which is way better than 100%. Andrew Gordon went to Louisiana. Trey Dooms went to Chattanooga. So (laughs) two of the three classes were like a third of the guys are out. One of the classes, everybody's out. And then 2019, five guys in the class, no transfers yet as of this recording. My man, Ethan Richardson, (laughs) he was a commit, but he didn't enroll. So technically that's not a transfer. All right. So 18 scholarship guys during that four-year period recruited. Seven of those guys transferred. So to make the math easy, and I rounded up a little bit. Every 10 guys that come in the last four years, four of them say, you know what, I'd like to continue playing college basketball, but I'd like to do it somewhere else. Is that bad? No. Is that the way of the world? Yes. Uh, (laughs) It's just, that's a lot to me. And I know it's not just West Virginia. Speaking about our good friends, Pitt, they had a bunch of guys transfer out including a guy that just transferred in. <laughs> that Murphy guy was like, uh, yeah, can I, I want to go somewhere else, play for three schools in his college career. So the last class with no transfers, you got to go back to 2013, seven years ago. And that was a large class. Devin Williams, Elijah Macon, Brandon Watkins, Nate Adrian, uh, podcast favorite John Holton and Remy Debo. None of those guys transferred. 
I know what you're saying. Josh, they didn't stick around for four years. That's just not a thing, all right? If you're a good program, guys aren't sticking around for four years. So, yes, Devin Williams, Elijah Macon, Remy Debo, they left to go play basketball and get paid money. But still, no transfers, all right? So it is possible. Interesting fact, John Holton, last transfer into WVU from a D1 school. And Huggins just doesn't really do that. We have guys going out of the program. Huggins is not really big on transfers in. He's been very selective. Only, by my count, only four guys since Huggins has been coach at WVU have been transfers in from a D1 school. I mentioned Holton. The best transfer in the Huggins era, Jawan Staten from Dayton to WVU. The other two, ooh, Eric Murray, Eric A-A-R-I-C, which is cool. It's just a different way to spell it. He went to, <laughs> he came to WVU from LaSalle, played one season for WVU, transferred to Texas, directional Texas school, and then grad transfer Matt Humphrey. And I don't know his history, he was here for one year, actually the same year that Eric Murray was here, and coincidentally, that was a terrible Huggins year. That was a losing record Huggins year. So maybe from that experience, Huggins said, you know what? I'll just pass. I'll pass. But he didn't. He brought in Holton. Anyway, four, by my count, Huggins transfers in. He's betting 500 with those. So that's a better percentage than the guys coming out. All that to say, what was I talking about at the beginning? Oh, yeah. The team can do basketball activities <laughs> on July 20th, or they won't. And they won't because pandemic. You know, sports can come back, or they won't come back because pandemic. Or they'll come back briefly, and then a lot of people get a disease and then everybody says, oh, crap, we shouldn't have done that. And then there's no more sports because pandemic. Very low on in the scheme of life, but this is a basketball podcast. I'm just telling you what's going on. I'm not telling you something you don't know, but I'm telling, something, I'm telling you something that I believe. Is that sports are coming back unless they don't come back. And they won't come back. Because there's a disease out there that we don't have a cure for. That's worse than other diseases we don't have a cure for. Random thoughts coming up. Dyer Prime is the lead sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. Dyer Prime Creative Group. They can help you with the design and then put that design on a t-shirt, on a sweatshirt, they can embroider things. When you're out and about, you could wear a mask because of pandemic. What if that mask was embroidered? Huh? I haven't talked to the Dire Prime folks about this, but I'm just throwing this down here. Embroidered masks. <laughs> I don't know. 
They can do other things too. I should have I talked that out with them. Anyways, they're a great group. Help you with the design. Put it on a t-shirt. Call or text them to find out more about how they can help you. 304-767-4445. DyerPrime.com. D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com. Find them on the web there. Or find them on Facebook or Instagram at DyerPrime. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. More basketball on a basketball podcast. Imagine that. Best Virginia news. Unless you're under a rock or don't care about the TBT. And if you don't care, I mean, I won't tell you to not care. I care. Best Virginia. They did the TBT selection show earlier this week. And good news, Best Virginia made the tournament. And so this this TBT selection committee, and that was a thing that you could watch because pandemic. Um, but the way this is set up for Best Virginia is that the TBT selection committee, similar to the NCAA tournament committee, and I don't know if people in the TBT committee have experience with the NCAA tournament committee. There's some overlap there. But the TBT committee, specifically for Best Virginia, went with storylines. Like, hey, oh, well, this is just random, and we rank everybody, and this is how it, it turns out. It's not random. Because here's the breakdown. All the games in Columbus, Ohio, the first game Best Virginia will play is a game against a Marshall alumni team. So 24 TBT teams, two represent the state of West Virginia, which is fantastic. So Best Virginia will play Heard That. Get it? Like, did you hear that? Heard that? Because it's the thundering herd? Anyways, the name's not the point. The point about Heard That is that it's a team led by the Elmore brothers. Now, John Elmore is getting paid to play basketball. I'm more concerned about the other Elmore, one of my favorite players that's not a WVU player, Ott Elmore. Do you remember Ott Elmore? I do. And I think Ott's in coaching right now, but he's also playing basketball because he's on this team, the TBT team. I've told you my love for Fats Russell. He's my favorite non-WVU basketball player. I was blown away when I seen him play WVU in the Coliseum and Rhode Island almost pulled the upset. Love me some Fats Russell. But my second favorite non-WVU basketball player, Ott Elmore. (laughs) I mean, like a meteor across the sky, Ott Elmore came into our lives and then disappeared quickly. He came into the WVU Marshall game in the 2018 NCAA tournament. He came in in the second half, and wow, what an impression he made. Four fouls, three points in less than 90 seconds of game time. My man went three fouls and a technical. (laughs) And then the game was out of hand, and Ott finished the game. Uh, he finished the game with three points, and he played almost 10 minutes. But just 
loved the odd experience. I mean, it was it, he was hustling. He made a three. He fouled a lot. I liked everything about Ott Elmore. So two years later, Ott back in our lives in a <laughs> in a single elimination tournament. So WVU's alumni team versus Marshall's alumni team in the first round. Whoever wins that game plays the money team. And the money team has some association with uh, boxer Floyd Mayweather Jr. And this used to be a team for debt named for Jimmer for debt for the WVU purposes and the TBT storyline. The money team has a best Virginia alum and WVU alum. Devin Williams was recruited by the money team. He's playing for them. So if West Virginia, if best Virginia wins the first round game, they get to play their buddy Devin and the money team in the second round. Now this money team has uh, a handful of former NBA players, including Showtime Willie Reed. Uh, but this used to be team for debt. So there is a chance Jimmer for debt who has done well in the TBT in the past can join this team. Anyways, whoever wins that game, and that game's on Wednesday, July 8th. First game is Sunday, July 5th. Get a couple of days, play the next game. Then after that, whoever wins that game, barring an upset, that team will play four-time TBT champion Overseas Elite. You may be familiar with Overseas Elite, number one, because they've won this tournament uh, four times but they defeated Best Virginia last year in the second round. And Overseas Elite has added a high-profile name and good player that's older but still good, Joe Johnson, whose nickname in basketball is ISO Joe. ISO short for isolation, which means give Joe the ball Everybody get away from him, and he'll take his defender one-on-one and most likely score. So in a tournament like this, having a guy like Iso Joe could be an advantage. You know, in this world of, of a pandemic, and the term quarantine is used, you know, I, I use the word on a daily basis. Is it too soon, or can we, I'm just throwing this out here, replace ISO plays in basketball with quarantine plays? You know? Hey, everybody, quarantine out. I'm going to quarantine against my defender. No? I mean, let, um, let me just try this out. Quarantine Joe. Mm. Doesn't have the same kick. Never mind. You know, scratch that. You know, no. when you're spitballing, no ideas are bad ideas. So let's just keep ISO plays and don't change them to quarantine plays. When So let's just say West Virginia wins those three games. Uh, and I say West Virginia, best Virginia. Then they play another game. If they win that one, then they play the final game. And if they win that game, they leave Columbus with $1 million. So that's fun, and it's basketball. And 
I really think this is going to happen. It's only like a few weeks away. But again, it could change because, you know, we, we talked about it. But will Best Virginia take home the $1 million? Probably not. All right. Will they win more than one game? I don't know. <laughs> How do you judge these teams? I mean, West Virginia lost a couple players, picked up a couple players. Other teams are are picking up players, and I don't know. A lot of these guys play overseas. They play uh, basketball, and somebody compensates them with money. So I, I have no idea. I don't know. Will this be fun to watch Best Virginia again this summer on the ESPN? Absolutely. Can't wait. Please happen. TBT. Final thoughts coming up. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. All right, I don't have any more basketball. Food topic. Uh, Looked at a restaurant menu recently, and I saw the term vegetable medley. One man's opinion When I read vegetable medley, I immediately questioned the quality of the restaurant. Okay? (laughs) You know, the song Unchained Medley. That's the only other reason I've used the term medley. Vegetable medley does not sound appetizing. All right? Fruit salad? Like a... And let's just even go out there and say fruit medley. I'm in on fruit medley. Fruit salad, delightful. Vegetable medley? Not delightful. Okay? And let's be clear. It's It's just the branding. It's just the label vegetable medley. I like cooked vegetables together. And you get a... Uh, you know, vegetable soup. One would argue that's a that's a vegetable medley in a broth, right? Someone, you know, uh, someone's making roast with potatoes and carrots, and it, that's a vegetable medley, right? But just saying vegetable medley, I'm not interested. You know what comes to my mind? Because again, I like cooked vegetables. I like them together, but. When you're telling me vegetable medley, all I can think of is how about a hot salad? <laughs> I mean, you know, hey, uh, could you take my side salad and put it in the microwave? No one in the history of the world has ever said that. No one's ever said, you know what? Flip the oven on the broil. Let me put my salad. <laughs> In the oven. No one wants that. All right? So, that's what I think of when I think of vegetable medley. Stop with the vegetable medley. Call it something else. Mixed vegetables? You got me. Right? A variety of vegetables? Sure. Naming the individual vegetables and then I see those vegetables all together on the plate? I'm in. Right? 
But what I'm saying is, just by reading the words vegetable medley, you're losing me. Don't call it that. Call it something else. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms, or just pick one. Listen on Apple Podcasts. Listen on Spotify. Just pick one. Listen on TuneIn. Listen on something called uh, Castro. Or listen on something called CastBox. Rate the podcast five stars. Would you? If you're on Apple Podcasts, it takes like two presses of your finger on the screen And I think that helps the podcast. I don't know. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU for the 2020-2021 season. They're zero and zero. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.